welcome to Emotion Well, EFR's podcast about all things related to emotional wellness. I'm Johanna Dunlevy, the wellness manager for Employee and Family Resources, also known as EFR, and I'm the host of our podcast. As an FYI, EFR is located in Des Moines, Iowa, and we are Iowa's first employee assistance program and provide a variety of services you can learn more about at www.efr.org. I'm here today with Kevin Peterson, someone who I've known a very long time, and I'm excited to have back on the podcast. Kevin shared his personal story with us. Gosh, Kevin, it was like a lifetime ago. Yeah, I think it has been. It was right before the quarantine. It was back in March uh, before everything changed. So it was a different world, (laughs) and it feels like a different different time. It was a different time, and it feels like a lifetime ago. But I uh, felt as though Kevin has a lot of great information that he can share, not just about his own personal story and journey through a healthy lifestyle and kind of coming to terms with what works for him, but I think that he has a lot of great information that will help motivate and inspire other people as they think about what they want as we roll into a new year. So we are approaching 2021, and I will say that a lot of people kind of give this impression that 2021 will automatically be better because it's not 2020, and I'm a little concerned. I'm a little... Have you yeah. felt that, or ha- you do know, you kind you of? You know, I, I would kind of, uh, I would kind of agree. I think we need to we keep kind of keep our expectations, uh, yeah. of of what New Year's means, and I and I think it goes along with that concept of of what you're, you know, kind of what we were talking about, uh, uh, just before we got on here about about resolutions and about, um, you know, where where people take things a little bit to the tenth degree and expect right. a lot out of themselves. Right. They expect a lot out of this this commitment that they're they're intending on making uh it's the same thing about going into this new year you know have your expectations in check know that know that uh just because it turns from 2020 to 2021 it's not a total reset correct yeah you know there's still some of these things that we're we're still going to be dealing with a lot of the same stressors a lot of the same things and and, uh you know wherever we're at with the with vaccines and with restrictions you know, is where we're at. And yeah. So, uh, so I think it's it's good to to go into it with a with a little bit of, uh, I guess, eyes open. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one kind of observing yeah. that and and feeling that way. So, before we get too deep into our conversation about how to normalize a healthy lifestyle, because that is what I want to talk to you about today, I would like you to share a little bit about yourself with our listeners, so that they maybe understand why I chose you to be our guest. Yeah, so I've been in the, in the health and fitness field for 13 years now. I've been a licensed massage therapist for, for 13 years and a health coach for the last uh, probably, I guess, seven to eight. It's, again, it's been, it's been you know, the last two years really have been kind of a blur. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, and I've also lost 160 pounds myself. Started that journey back in 2003. Um, you know, lost the first 100 pounds probably within five years or so, and then just you know, due to lifestyle lifestyle changes and modifications, and can just continuing to keep up with those things uh, and learn as I go. Then uh, you know, an additional fifty pounds or so came off, uh, and I'm right around my BMR. Uh, my, well, I guess I'm sorry that my ideal kind of uh, body mass index. Yeah, BMI. Like that. Sure. Excuse me. There's a lot uh, of acronyms. There's a lot of acronyms. So yes, for sure, I knew what you were sure. talking about. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> right, right around my ideal BMI, and and I started uh, at 330 pounds, and so, uh, you know, it really was just 
you know, working through the stages and understanding where I'm at, where I was at the time and making modifications that, that would work for me, you know, sure. and that's really what, what it's about. And that's how this concept of normalizing health and fitness, because being in the fitness field and, and, you know, reading other things and looking at other programs and hearing from people about, uh, about how they've struggled through other programs and with other programs and, uh, and then really the, the common theme was I just couldn't, I didn't have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make this fit. Mm-hmm. And, and that really is what I like to talk about a lot is understanding that, that health and fitness should work for you. And, and there's ways to make health and fitness really work within the context of the life that you're living right now at least the starting points and, and not taking a, a program and trying to modify your life and your lifestyle around that program. Right, right. And so that program should be able to mold itself around you and not vice versa. Right. And so that's really a lot of what I try to push for. Yeah. You know, I think back to, and I don't do this as much in my role at EFR as I did in prior uh, work roles, but when, so I met Kevin at Drake University. He is my massage therapist, full disclosure. So I've known Kevin for over 10 years now. And uh, I mean, I call you a friend. I consider you a friend. And definitely a great peer colleague to bounce ideas off of. And I think we've had a lot of really great enriching conversations over the, the past 10 years. But, um, you know, when I think back to my work experience leading people through behavior change and talking to people about lifestyle goals and wellness goals and whatever you want to call it. I I think there is kind of this uh, mentality that exists in a lot of people, not everyone, but in a lot of people that in order to do this, I must be this, you know, in order to achieve my ideal weight. And I'm just going to use weight as my example, because sure. I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to. But, you know, in order to lose 100 pounds, and that's, you know, that's an extreme weight loss goal. So kudos to you. And and I like how you said it took me a long time to get there. But in order to lose this amount of weight, I must. And then people just start listing off. Like, Mm. I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say 10 to 12 things that they're going to do. And it, as the person on the other end of the conversation, I feel overwhelmed as, you know, (laughs) the consultant or the coach. And it has to be, you know, tremendously overwhelming for them to think about this lifestyle change that they want to accomplish and all the things they have to do to get there. And while it is true that there are a lot of things you have to change in order to reach certain goals, you know, that mindset of just normalizing, okay, so instead of all of these things, I'm just going to start drinking water. Sure. I'm just going to start going for a 10 minute walk before my work day, you know, just those little things. Um, small changes make the biggest difference type, type they mentality. Do. They do. And, and understanding what changes actually do fit into your life. Yeah. And so, and so maybe 10 minute walking, maybe that doesn't even fit. Right. You know, and, and, and so I guess what I, what I would encourage everyone out there to, that has a goal, a health goal in mind. If you have a health goal in mind, step one is first looking at where you're at taking a moment and taking stock of your current life Mm -hmm. and and understanding where your energy is going right now, Mm -hmm. understanding what your day looks like, 
who who are you responsible to or for or you know if you have a family right. you know if you're if you have a career you know what are the the daily things that have to get done and then where are those kind of downtime places where you can choose to either be looking at your phone or taking a walk mm-hmm. you know things like that so where does it actually fit in your yeah. life and and you know uh and that's, you know, the time piece. Sure. There. I also like how you said you can choose. It's that concept of a choice. Yeah. That you are presented with choices each day and you can make the choice that will move you closer to exactly. the desired outcome, the desired lifestyle, to your goal. Or you can make the choice to move farther away from it or, sure. you know, maybe stay where you are. And so I think... That just that concept of choice yeah. is really powerful and important for people to be reminded of is yeah. that you have the choice. And that can be hard based on your environment and the influencers, you know, of that environment. But, the, it, you know, it is a choice. It is a choice. It is a choice. It's a it's a day-to-day choice. And it's a, I've, I've begun to, the, the, the folks that I work with, the people that I coach, uh, what I tell them is what we're doing is helping you be a better decision maker. Mm-hmm. And we def- we define goals for sure. You want to make sure that you have a well-defined goal. Uh, and, and some other things about what does it mean for me to, to work toward that goal and why am I really working toward that goal. So, so it goes kind of beyond that superficial what is your why almost mm-hmm. type of thing and really takes a look at what are the the mental, emotional, you know, family oriented? How do you want this to affect your family? And that kind of, un, you know, unfurls what specifically it is that you want out of this. You know, usually it comes down to time and energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know they want to have have time time to spend with their family and feel good about that and energy to to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. Uh, so, but but kind of back to your uh, to your point there about uh, about being a, a good decision maker uh, and understanding that it is a day-to-day uh, decision and that that every day is going to have a different look to it mm-hmm. and so so if you have a uh, you know a bare minimum so to speak of the things that that will help you make better decisions mm-hmm. throughout the day like having food available, you know, bringing food with you to work, things like that. Uh, if that's even possible, I had, I actually talked with a, with, with a client of mine the other day. Um, we got to that point, we worked through that process of, uh, you know, I think the first thing she wanted to, needed to do was go stop eating as much fast food. Mm-hmm. And then we had to kind of go through this process of figuring out how to get her to eat uh, regularly, you know, regulate eating. And that's a whole different, different, uh, conversation. Um, but, but then her next step, rather than going into wholesale food prep was buying things, being conscious about what she's buying, uh, but prioritizing convenience Mm -hmm. because she was eating a lot of fast food. So to go from fast food to cooking three or four days worth of rice and chicken and vegetables, <laughs> yeah, 
That's a big he, that's a big leap. Yeah. And so if we back up and say, okay, we go to natural grocers down the road, they have some great little rice packets you can put in the microwave. There's, so you're still having the convenience yes, factor yes. of what maybe appealed to you about fast food, but now it's a convenience factor as it relates to a healthier option or Correct. choice. Yeah. It's taking that step yeah. forward. Yeah. It's taking that step forward. Yeah. So it's it's just yeah, it's thinking so much more deeply than I'm just gonna stop eating fast food. Right. Right. I it like is. how it's you mentioned I like how you mentioned, you know, it comes down to time and energy. Because, you know, with time we we know how many hours are in a day and we generally know how we spend, you know, our waking mm-hmm. hours. So if we're working, we kind of know what our work hours are. I hope everyone is giving themselves, you know, plenty of time to rest. So it's kind of like, what do you do with those extra hours? But I think What's really important is the energy component because I don't think a lot of people are aware of what provides them with energy in a good way and what diminishes their energy. And so you might have the time, so you might identify that you have, you know, an hour a day to focus on self-care. So whatever that might be. But do you have the energy to actually carry out your intention? You know, and so I think we get so used to feeling the way we feel or kind of living whatever lifestyle we're living that we don't even understand or recognize that there could be a better option or a better way to feel or the energy (laughs) available or the energy necessary to start making some changes. Yeah, I think we get bogged down in our day-to-day, and we kind of feel somewhat trapped, I guess. Mm -hmm. Somewhat trapped by our circumstances Mm -hmm. and our situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think, you know, when you you start to feel like that, you start to feel trapped. You start Mm -hmm. to feel like nothing has worked and I can't get anything to work. Then it really is important to understand uh, kind of what your capacity is. And I talk, I've talked with a lot of a lot of my participants uh, and, and, and you know clients about capacity, uh, and that really just means what is your stress right now, and and if you were to add this thing to that, would it take you over the edge? Right. You know where where are you at? Because everybody has a uh, we like to think we could do it all, mm-hmm. but we really do. We have a we have a capacity. We have a limit. And, and where are you at, how close are you to that limit, you know, with what you already have, the demands you already have in your life? Mm-hmm. You don't have to give anything up or change anything, but what can you add to your life that helps to maybe bring that down just a little bit? You know, because a lot of times it really is about how you feel about your circumstance mm-hmm. that can uh, open up that capacity for you. And so if you understand that it's okay to be who you are right now, mm-hmm. it's okay to be living the life that you're that you're living right now, mm-hmm. even if it's not ideal for you. Mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of people can relate to in, yeah. during these times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? Especially in, the, in these times, you know, because we're, you know, we're, we're having to, to make modifications we don't want to make. Mm-hmm. We're having to, we're, we're being asked to live differently. And I had just had a conversation this morning with a client of mine about, uh, you know, this is not the only time in our in our history, even as a nation, and probably as as a you know as a species, that we've been asked to live differently. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we cite the world wars, you can cite other pandemics, other things, you know, that have happened in the world. And so this is not a unique experience, to be really honest, and to understand that this is hopefully temporary. Because if you look back in history, those other things were temporary. Right. They were painful and they were uncomfortable, but they're temporary. But to understand where you are right now and the capacity that you have to move forward with some of these other outlying goals. Mm-hmm. And I not, to, not to say that, that health is an outlying goal. It should, you know, it, uh, I, I like to, to, to think that the, the whole purpose of going through an intentional process is to recenter your life around your health. Mm-hmm. But it does take an intentional process. Um, but to understand the starting point and that maybe right now in the midst of a pandemic where you're, where you're in a weird holiday season, you're missing your family all of, and all of these things, maybe turning into a triathlete isn't the right thing for you to try to do. You know what I mean? And right. so, so what are the steps? If you want to be a triathlete, what are the steps that, that, that you can start doing now to, to get there maybe in the next two to three years? So be an understanding of your timeline. And I think this applies to people who aren't necessarily looking to make drastic lifestyle changes. I think it also applies to people who have been in a good, healthy routine and are struggling because maybe they haven't been able to stay in that routine due to the circumstances. Mm -hmm. So, And I also think, you know, putting, like you said, putting the situation in perspective, um, you know, we hope it is temporary. We believe that it is temporary. Um, you know, putting in perspective, like you said, your family situation, your work situation, um, what you have control over, what you don't have control over. So when I think back to like, if, if I were living through this pandemic 10 years ago, I would have really struggled with the fact that a gym was closed for three months Mm -hmm. or however long the gym was closed. Um, but now, and I mean, it's just through personal growth and understanding that there's more to my health and well-being than going to the gym and understanding that I don't have control over certain things and in getting to a point of acceptance but you know I I think I've been able to handle the current set of circumstances much better than I would have 10 years ago because I understand a little bit more about the concept of whole health and I can still take care of myself um, even though I don't have access to a yoga class in a studio or a weightlifting, um, you know, area in a gym. And so I, I just think that taking that time to reflect on where you are in life and what is important to you and focusing on the things that you're still able to do Correct. versus the things you can't do. I think that's tremendously important and, uh, can, can help people in, in so many ways. I also think about, the concept of normalizing a healthy lifestyle kind of in the same way that you know, we've normalized our mask wearing sure. and our social distancing or our physical distancing, however you want to say it. But, you know, back when everything first started, it didn't feel comfortable or normal. And there was a lot of resistance, um, you know, t- to follow these guidelines. And I think people have adapted. And, and that's one thing we're good at as human beings is we, yeah. we adapt because that's how we eventually survive right that's we have to adapt that is why we're sitting across the table from each other Correct. we've been adaptable yes uh, <laughs> but i think adaptability is another really important factor yeah. when it comes to achieving health goals yeah whatever that goal may be 
Yeah, I think I, I think that's a really great point. I think that it's, yeah, everybody again. It goes back to this fact that that uh, through uncertainty, what are the things that you can cling to? What are the things that are going to be steadfast for you? Despite, you know, whatever else is going on around you, what are the choices that you can make uh, as, as a person? Like, you know, to bring a few of the concepts together we've talked about today. One, ask yourself, is this decision that I'm making get me closer to my health goal or does it take me further away? Mm-hmm. Just to kind of condense the conversation here. Uh, and then, is this something that I can do on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. Like daily? Is this something that I can commit to daily? Not necessarily even commit to but that just fits. Mm-hmm. Is this something that works for me to do on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. And, and the whole concept of normalizing is really rooting your process in those things that you can do on a daily basis. Because what that does is that, that makes the, those healthful decisions and those healthful lifestyle uh, actions your normal. Uh-huh. Instead of throwing you know lifestyle modifications on top of your existing poor right, habits right for a little while right you know uh, not to downplay any uh, 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 any other program any programs but there are there are some 30-day programs out there let's say there's some 30-day programs and there's a ton of them so you can pick so any it's one. not we're not talking about yeah. any specific yeah, you 30-day can pick program, anyone but you can pick yes, anyone there are and, a lot and of it's them. great they, they people are like i feel so good uh you know the first couple of weeks I, you know i'm trying new things new flavors foods i've never tried before i guarantee almost probably 80 percent of people by week three they're like i love this but i can't wait to be done mm-hmm for sure. <laughs> I love this, but I can't it's wait It's like to be they're done. just working towards the yeah. the 30-day mark. And right. then, you know, it's... And then what? When I was doing wellness programming back at Drake University, we always ran um, kind of a New Year's program. It was called Resolution Solution. Mm-hmm. And there were people that were really, really dedicated during that. I think we ran a 12-week program. But there were people that were super dedicated during it. And kind of immediately afterwards, after they did their final weigh-in, you know, you wouldn't see them as often in the Bell Center. You wouldn't hear from them as often. You, you know, you wouldn't, um, you just wouldn't see them. And it was an event, you know, they were focused on an event and not the process of transformation or that process of normalizing. This is a healthier lifestyle or this is a lifestyle change. And it's not just... 12 weeks. Yeah. And so, yes, the wellness field. And I mean, I I am a wellness manager for EFR. I am the wellness manager for EFR. And part of my job is to create what we call our monthly motivators. And so it is, you know, you're focusing on this for a month. But with those, the intent is that they're easy to adopt small life yeah. lifestyle changes yeah. that, you know, people might go, oh, that actually wasn't too difficult and it made me feel good but i mean when you're in the role of a wellness coordinator a director a manager uh whatever it's called i mean you are you are in charge of facilitating a lot of those wellness events and things that are short term but i think most wellness professionals would say the intention of these programs is for you to have some kind of spark of change right. and make it sustainable. And I, and I think that's the, but, but I think in, in, in a little bit of contrast there, I think then it needs to be the 
the intention of the wellness provider to not have this be to understand continual habits understand yeah. how to how to understand how to support them how to support well yeah. not necessarily even how to support them but how to start them yeah that maybe starting them not the right the the right place to start start them is not inviting them to come to the gym five times a week right you know yeah. Because that's not something that they're going to be able to maintain beyond Not the realistic, program. yeah. Not realistic yeah. for them to maintain. They can commit to it for a little while, but then it just kind of falls off the rails. And so I've been working with a, with a nonprofit uh, on a program that, that I'm really proud of that really condenses what, uh, what I've really, what I've experienced in my own health journey and what I've uh, heard from other people and what I've you know experimented with over over the past number of years as a health coach, uh, the nonprofit the name of the nonprofit is Grace Fitness, and the in the program the name of the program is Healthy Transitions, and really that's what it is. It's about a trend making a transition from how how you're approaching your life right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that, that, that way to think about that better. So it's about your approach to your life, mm-hmm. about the decisions that you're making within the context of the life that you live. It's not changing your life. It's changing how you approach the life that, that you have in front of you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And then uh, and, and we like to think, we have communicated with some of our participants, is that what we're doing is we're building the staircase. So th- th- through this six-week process, what you're doing is you're going through this this uh, moment again, like I was talking about, about being thoughtful mm-hmm. and being intentional about what are the things I can start with, where am I at right now, and and then by the end of the six weeks, hopefully they've got something that like I was just talking about with the with the uh, that client they have something that they can feel confident yeah. moving forward with. Yeah, yeah a That's lot of it is about point. confidence. Yeah, so how, how confident are you in being able to maintain the goals that we've worked through and the modification, small modifications that we've made over the past six weeks? You know, uh, you know most, of our, most of the participants that, that we've worked through the program so far have lost, you know, three to five pounds. You know, if they don't weigh themselves, they talk about their clothes fitting better, their energy mm-hmm. is better. Um, you know, they're making better decisions and, you know, overall. And, and the whole point is, you know, some of them, we have a, we have a 30 page workbook and they may not get half through, through half of that workbook. They may get to a, to, to a point, uh, and that's that, that stepping off point and they can stick around with Grace Fitness, uh, and be a part of the community and, and continue to have access, uh, to, to information and coaching, uh, or if they they feel like uh, they need to step away, or they can just continue on, hopefully with with the information that uh, that they've had and they have that workbook uh, to work through. And so, um, so that's something that that I think is is really crucial mm-hmm. in that in that aspect of understanding that it's the starting point that matters the most for sustainability. It is where you start from. Being aware. Of where you're starting, yeah. Correct. Awareness so yeah, taking stock. Place. Yeah, taking stock of your life as it is right now, mm-hmm. and understanding what you can start to do to work toward the bigger goals mm-hmm. that you have for mm-hmm. yourself. 
That's great. And we will link to Grace Fitness in our show notes. So sure. if anyone is interested in learning more about that program, they can click on the link and, and learn more. Great. As we, again, we're approaching a new year and I really do hope that it's a better year for everyone, right? Yes, but um, yes. that is not guaranteed, you know, without intention and, right. you know, recognizing where you are and what's possible. But as people are looking to set New Year's resolutions, as many do, uh, knowing that, and this is a statistic I pulled from Forbes, I believe, knowing that 8% of people will actually kind of finish that goal or resolution or reach whatever sure, they intended sure. to do. Um, so that's, you know, 8%. It's not not a, a large number, but as, as, as we close today, kind of what would your recommendation be for people um, looking to set a New Year's resolution other than recognizing where you are right now? Sure. Well, I think, I think if you're, if you're setting a, a New Year's resolution, um, you know, I think this brings some thoughtfulness into it and, and maybe start slower this year. Start you, slower. Yeah. I think that if there's one thing to, to say is start slower. Slow and steady, right? There you, that's race. it. That's it. That's it. We don't like to fashion ourselves as the tortoise, but the tortoise was successful, right? That's right. In the end, that's right. You know, because well, you and not to go too far down the the, the rabbit hole here. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's know. Uh, a yeah. There you go. But uh, but you, you think about that because what happened to the to the hare? The hare was way ahead. He was doing great, and then he'd get distracted by this or by that. There's shiny things out there everywhere, mm-hmm. and most of them cost way too much. Yes. <laughs> Whether it's a pill, it's a program, whatever it is, you're going to have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And, and understanding that you can just center yourselves around a few simple things that work for you. Mm-hmm. And don't get, too, don't get distracted by the, all the shiny objects. Mm-hmm then you're going to accomplish your goals. Yeah. And, and you're going to accomplish more than you ever imagined. My, my initial goal was 225 pounds. It was, was right about 100 pounds, 110 Two pounds. Two weigh 225 Correct. pounds, yes. Correct, from going from 330. And I'm at 180 now. I, would, I, you know, I, have a, I went from a probably almost 50-inch 50, 50 waist to a 32-inch waist. I, yeah. would have, I would have never, ever imagined, ever, at that point that I was, that I would be have a 32 waist. Right. Never. But if you would have focused on 225, you might have stopped at 225, right? Sure. But you focused on energy and a new lifestyle and the way it made you feel. Right. And it became part of your lifestyle. Yeah, it so it just kind of was a no-brainer that you would continue on that path and sustain it. So, Correct. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I, I One other thing I want to mention is... Kevin, you cited, you know, a lot of times people don't ask for help, mm. um, but people need help. Yes. And so I just want to remind anyone listening that there are many, many resources and there is help available. So especially as it relates to your emotional well-being. So, you know, Employee and Family Resources provides a lot of uh, great resources. We provide a lot of resources for individuals who are just struggling in life, um, whether you have our EAP benefit and you want to call us to talk with a counselor. Uh, or perhaps you know someone or you are experiencing a substance use disorder and you need to reach out for an assessment, we have a lot of great resources available. So please visit our website, www.efr.org, to learn more. Uh, Also, you know, asking for help is never a sign of weakness. 
Um, sometimes that's what it takes to get the ball rolling. So whether you're asking um, for help from someone to establish a healthier lifestyle in regards to a fitness routine or a healthy eating plan, or if it's talking to a counselor about the way you're feeling and you're, you know, um, living with depression or anxiety, asking for help is tremendous in terms of the potential for growth. And so uh, as part of normalizing a healthy lifestyle, I would like people to also think about their emotional well-being and just the fact that there are so many parts of us. And when we can have that solid emotional well-being base, we can kind of build up from there. So thank you so much for your time today, Kevin. Really appreciate always the conversation. It's always fun. I never know where it's going to go. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to talk about the tortoise and the hare, but we did. So <laughs> that's that's great. At EFR, we say life happens. We're here to help. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Emotion Well. Please subscribe to us and don't forget to rate us. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Emotion Well is hosted by Johanna Dunlevy and produced by Emily Wonka.